God, we thank you that we are chosen by you. God, we thank you that that there is a, a place for us in your house, that you have called us your children and you have made a way for us. God, we thank you for your grace and your mercy, your salvation, which changes everything for us. And God, we thank you for the privilege that is ours to minister out of that relationship that we have with you every day. God, we thank you for choosing us. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for gifting us and equipping us in so many ways. And most of all, we are just so, so grateful that you love us so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, quickly take a moment and say g'day to those people around you in a very COVID-safe way. Welcome to those people who are online. It's lovely to have you joining with us today. Uh, just a little heads up to you. We'll be having communion during the service today, so you can maybe run away quickly now and grab that if you need to. Okay, take a seat for a moment and watch the screen. Well, good morning. Good morning. How good is this? Welcome to our first SBC Yarram service. Great to have some familiar faces. See Ben, I know Ben from way back. And some familiar faces from Sale and some new faces from... Give us a wave if you're local. If you're a local person, yeah. A few locals, great. Great to have you. My name's Brad, I'm the senior pastor at Sale Baptist. Um, and I'm hoping that Sale can hear us. I don't know if they can. They're about 30 seconds behind, so they'll probably cheer in 30 seconds and then <laughs> they'll say, yes, we can. Um, but we're super excited to be launching SBC Yarram today. Um, we're calling it SBC Yarram because we're a Baptist church and changing a, a Baptist church name is near impossible. So you're going to have to just put up with SBC, South Baptist Church, Yarram. It doesn't make much sense, but it's just what we're going to roll with, all right? Um, and then we're probably going to call Sale SBC Sale. So, I mean, just don't overthink it because uh, that's not the important thing. The important thing is that we are gathering people um, who um, are locals from all over Gippsland. You know, our heart is that people would hear the gospel. Um, really, SBC Yarram is not about um, getting people who are already involved in church and already connected to churches in Yarram connected. Um, if you're already involved in a church in Yarram, stay there. Stay connected. Stay serving in your church. Uh, stay worshipping in church. Uh, we really wanted just to, to spread the net wider. Um, to you know, Jesus says that the harvest is plentiful, uh, but the workers are few. And so we've got people that have been travelling from Yarram all the way to Sale every week or every second week um, to join us, and they've had a real heart to start something local, a Baptist expression, if you like, of church. And so that's what we're endeavouring to do. And we're going to just we're just putting it out there. We're going to see how it goes, um, and we're going to start every second week. So every second Sunday we'll be here, um, and it's there's a there's a few of us here already. Uh, and so if it gets too small or whatever, we'll look for, for somewhere else. Um, but there's going to be kids on. I mean, there's how many kids are over there, Sophie? Already a dozen or so kids. Um, it's mayhem, and uh, it's a good time. But what I want to do quickly is I want to introduce the, the SBC Yarram team. So I'm going to get Sophie and Renee and Gregor and Dylan all to come up the front. I don't know if you guys knew that you were getting up at all today. <laughs> But I want you guys to get up the front because this is your local sort of team who are going to be here um, every week or every second week uh, throughout the year. Uh, and so Gregor and Sophie are locals. They're from Yarram. They're married. They've got two boys over there, Camden and George. 
And uh, Renee and Dylan are actually from Mafra, <laughs> which I mean is further than sale. Uh, but they're going to be travelling down and helping Sophie and Gregor and supporting the, the launch here in Yarram. And so um, make it, if you don't know these guys already and you are local, then by all means um, stick around after the service. In Yarram here we're having a, a coffee and bickies in the, in the hall, no doubt. Uh, and if you're online... This is not going to happen during the message, I'm just saying. Nope. Al, you just <laughs> us, and we want to pray this team um, as we sort of launch SBC Yarram. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you for all that you're doing. God, we thank you that you are a miracle-working God. And God, that your heart and your dream for people to come to know you is bigger than ours. And God, we lift up these four to you right now, Sophie and Gregor and Renee and Dylan. We ask that you would... Um, bless them that you would go before them god we pray your abundant um just provision on their lives and and on this launch and on this church and this community of faith god we pray that you would have your way and that you would draw people into relationship with you who don't yet know you through this church and through this plant and so god we just commission them and we ask that you would go before them and have your way we pray in jesus powerful name amen awesome well um i'm going to hand it back to to pastor jackie in sale um, and we're going to share in communion soon to get, uh, uh, together as well. All right, so I'm not sure what's going to happen to the timing. Obviously, we've got a delay there, but I'm not sure whether... I don't know. Are they hearing me now? I'm not sure. Anyway, um, how exciting is that? How fabulous to see so many people in that room already, just on day one of uh, that campus launch. So exciting. So I uh, encourage you to keep praying for the team down there, just to be praying uh, for the effectiveness of their ministry, but also for their protection as they're out on the pointy end now. They're taking some ground. Uh, and so we need to be praying for them uh, regularly. All right. So back to our service. Um, uh, just You can be filling out connect cards and uh, next step cards while I'm talking to you. You can pop out your devices and check into the online service if you're online, um, into the Yarram service if you're at Yarram and into the sales service if you're here. So uh, we don't need to QR anymore, but we do need to check into our uh, church centre app service. That would be really helpful to us. All right, a couple of things to highlight from our newsletter um, this week. So we have team night coming up on Wednesday. Everybody say this Wednesday. Right, good job. So everyone needs to come because it's for anyone who serves on a team or wants to. So I don't see how that excludes anyone at all. So make sure you come along to that at 7 p.m. Um, and we'll have a little bit of teaching and training and uh, just gathering. So you can do that online as well if you choose to. There is a link in the newsletter for you to be able to check into that. Uh, so um, next Saturday we have our bike ride, which I talked about last week. So the, um, the link is there to register for that in the newsletter as well. But make sure you come along to that. Our next bike ride is going to be starting from Wonthaggy. So I'm thinking that's kind of roughly in the Yarramish area, isn't it? So um, our Yarram crew can join in with that one as well. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, and then in two weeks' time, we have our men's breakfast and four-wheel drive trip. So the men's breakfast is for the men. 
The four-wheel drive trip is for everyone. Um, I know it's kind of hard because there's two things like on the same day, but you, I believe in you people. You can, you can separate those two things. So there are two separate events. Everyone say two separate events. There you go. So who can come to the men's breakfast? Who can come to the four-wheel drive trip? All right. So no one's excluded from that four-wheel drive trip. If you don't have a four-wheel drive, uh, let us know. We can um, allocate you a seat in somebody else's four-wheel drive. But um, just join in with those type of things because they're great social times of um, you'd be hopping in and out of other people's cars, making friendships and um, doing fun, exciting things. So make sure you come along to that. That's on March the 5th. The breakfast for the men is at 7 a.m. and the four-wheel drive trip for everyone else is for it's at 9 a.m. So make sure you come along to both of those things. So um, our offering, we sort of don't talk about offering a lot anymore, um, but just take a moment. If you normally do direct credit, uh, just take this moment to consider your offering and consider um, what it is uh, that you have set aside, the sacrifice that you're making, um, and also consider um, how God will use that to further his kingdom uh, here and overseas. Um, also, if you like to give in person, there is an offering box at the back of the room. I understand there is one at Yarram as well, so if anybody has an offering, you can place that um, into that offering box. So uh, just take a moment to do that. And let's just stand and we'll pray together. God, we thank you. We thank you for this special day uh, where we can see your hand at work in a, in a really tangible way. God, we pray for our communities here in Sale and in Yarram, uh, for, for the people that you already have um, been working in the hearts of that will come to know you. God, we thank you for uh, the privilege that's ours to witness to people around us every day with the things that we say and the things that we do. God, we thank you for the way that you bring transformational change into our lives as individuals and um, in, into community as, and communities as we spread that word around us. God, we thank you for your love, your grace and your mercy, which changes everything. And God, we pray your special um, protection around our Yaram team as they step out in faith. Um, God, we pray for that community down there, for people who are far from you, who don't know you yet. And God, we thank you for the work that you are already doing, that it is our privilege to come alongside. And God, we thank you with great expectation for everything that you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, take a seat for a moment. So just as we come to this time of communion, God's been really speaking to me this week. And you know when God's speaking to you because it doesn't matter what book you pick up or what podcast you listen to or uh, what song you listen to, um, it's all like the same thing. <laughs> uh, and so God's been talking to me about his provision um, and the things that I've been reading and the things that even the worship songs that I've been listening to are all pointing me towards uh, that that God's provision. Um, in the Bible, we've seen so many times where God provided, and you can probably think of so many stories where God's provision uh, was made for people. 
Um, you can think of uh, the sacrifice that Abraham was prepared to make of his son Isaac and the way that God stepped in and provided that sacrifice so that Isaac could be spared. Or you can think of the Israelites wandering in the desert and God providing manna and God providing uh, quail for them to eat. His provision was extraordinary for them. For 40 years he kept them. And then what really started me off was the way that God provided for Moses when he asked him to go and speak to Pharaoh and speak to the Israelites. And Moses' response to that was, I think you should choose somebody who isn't me. I think you should choose somebody else. Um, And he gave him all the reasons why uh, he would be a bad choice. Uh, But God gave him signs. So he, he showed him some of the signs that he could do. He demonstrated that to build uh, Moses' faith. Um, but also he followed that up in, in being able to, to do those signs for Pharaoh as well to help to convince him. But um, when he spoke to Moses, he, he just said, here are the signs. Here, here are some things that, that I can do um, that will show Pharaoh that you are the right person, that he does need to, to listen to you. And, and then he said, oh, I don't think I'm the right person to speak because... Um, I have, like one of the versions said, faltering lips. I speak with faltering lips. And, and God said to Moses, don't worry, I'll give you the words to say. I'll give you the words at the right time and I'll tell you what to say. And, and I think just we can look back at our lives, we can look back at our church history. Uh, we've had our stories of hope recently where we've heard of the way that God has provided for people, provided for ministries and provided for our church Um, And as Brad said last week, that God has done it before and he is sure to do it again. And we can really trust in that. And as we come to this time of communion, um, we can remember the sacrifice that God made for us in sending his son to die for us in our place to pay the debt that we are not able to pay for ourselves. And that provision is the ultimate provision. Um, There doesn't need to be you know, another provision for us after that. God's provision is completed for us in Jesus and we remember that today. This simple meal reminds us of the sacrifice Jesus made for us and the communion with God that we can now enjoy because of that sacrifice and that provision. And in 1 Corinthians 11, it says this, The Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So we take these simple elements today to remind us of that sacrifice and provision that God made for us. I invite you to stand. Um, We're going to pray together and then I also invite you to come and take the elements uh, during this next song. God, we thank you for your provision. We thank you for uh, your word which reminds us about the ways that you have provided down through history and God we can look back in our own lives and we can see times of provision where you have made things possible for us that that we couldn't imagine for ourselves and God as we look through our church history um, we can see so many times where 
your extraordinary provision made everything possible. And we just remember now that your absolute, total, complete provision in the way that you sacrificed your son, in the way that you gave the thing that you had that was most precious to you and and you gave it for us. God, thank you for loving us that much that you would provide this ultimate sacrifice so so that we can always be in communion with you. God, we're so grateful and we just say thank you again for providing for us. In Jesus' name, amen. God, we offer ourselves to surrender afresh to you. And God, we pray that you would do what only you could do. Lord God, we pray that you would have this moment, that you would speak to us and that you would reveal your truth to us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please grab a seat. Fantastic. Good morning. Well, here we go. I think, are we all working? All good, Ben? We're all good here in Yarram, so if, if they can't hear us, then I suppose that's, they'll, they'll figure something out, won't they? All right, I'm going to read from Joel chapter 2. Um, if you've got your Bible with you, if you've got a phone with you, it'll be on the screen, I think. Gregor's got it there. Joel chapter 2, verses 28 to 32. It says this, After this, I'll pour out my spirit on all humanity. Then your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your old men will have dreams, and your young men will see visions. I'll even pour out my spirit on the male and the female slaves in those days. I will display wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood, fire, and columns of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For there will be an escape for those on Mount Zion and Jerusalem, as the Lord promised among the survivors the Lord calls. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. And God, we thank you that it is a living, active word. It's able to, to teach our hearts and transform our lives. And God, we pray that it would do just that this morning. Amen. So for those who don't know me, my name is Brad. My wife, Alana, is over there. And we've got three kids, Harry and Judah. I think are in the backyard at the, in the kids. And Eden's there in the pram. Um, as my boys were growing up, I would... Um, part of our bedtime routine we went through a, a period of um i would make up a story you know we'd often read books or or do different things and it got to a point where they just wanted me to make up a story uh, and they would give me the topic um, of what the story was to be about and it always had to include them uh, they were already they were always characters in the story and the other characters that would often feature in the story nine times out of ten were superheroes like captain america or spider-man or um what are some of the other superheroes? I don't know. Um, Captain Marvel. Yeah. I've never watched many of the Marvel movies. I know that's a terrible admission to make. Um, but we'd make these uh, stories up and I would tell these stories to the boys and they would be enthralled with the, the details of the story and they would often be at the playground or the park and involve them walking to the, to the playground or the park and then arriving and the superheroes would be in the trees and they'd come swooping down and, and talk to my kids and have some conversations. Um, and um, often the, the, 
the point of the story would be that there would be someone in need, a child that was lonely or um, had hurt themselves, and, and the superheroes would tell my boys, if you go over and help them, that's what, that's what it really means to be a superhero. And, and so I'd be trying to teach them some good values. Um, but they want that, that story over and over again, even this week, um, my oldest Harry, who's six years old, said, can you tell me a story about the superheroes in the park again? Um, and he just loves that, that idea. And you can see his mind just come alive with the imagination. He can see it in his, in his mind of the, the story that's happening. Um, and, and they can imagine it and they can, they can believe it. If I'm honest, I can't ever see that happening. You know, when I tell the story, I'm thinking, this is far-fetched, this is impossible, this is just some, some dream that I'm making up, like I'm making up the details of the story and I can say whatever I want and it doesn't matter because it's not true. But in my boy's mind, it's as true as anything. It's, it's as real as anything. They're captivated by the detail. And I think this morning, um, what I want us to remind us of is that God wants us to have that faith like a child where he tells the story, where he says, this is what I can do. This is what I want you to be involved in. And we are captivated by his story. And we're captivated by his promise. And we're captivated by the detail and the inclusion of us in his story. That we might sit on the edge of our seats and lean in and say, God, you might use me like that. You might use me like that. Because the older we get, the more sceptical we become. Uh, and the, and the le- maybe the, not the less faith we have, but the more it takes us to really believe uh, what God might want to do. And so I want us to, to have faith like a child this morning. And when he tells us his story and his plan, he wants us to lean in. And he wants us to say, tell us again. Tell us again. Include me in the story. Include me. And I want that be- to be your prayer this morning, that you might say, God, tell me the story again. Include me in your story. Don't make it about someone else. Include me in your story. What do you want with my life? What do you want with me? Because we read a a passage like Joel chapter 2 and we see this idea of God pouring out his spirit on all humanity. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And over the last two weeks uh, in Sale, we've been talking about this idea of revival, this impossible idea of God at work, God doing miracles. And we've heard some different stories of hope of God doing some impossible things. And I want us to dare to dream, not just for our region, but for our own life as well. Dare to dream. What might God want to do? What might God want to do in your life, in your heart, through your story? And revival is the word that we've um, been talking about. And this idea of revival in three key areas of people coming to Jesus, people returning to Jesus, and people revitalised in Jesus. And SBC, we believe the gospel is for all people, regardless of your past, regardless of who you are or what you've done. The gospel is for all people. And Joel, in his prophecy, gave hope to anyone who calls on the name of the Lord. He says, then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. You are an everyone. Everyone includes you. You don't get out of that. Everyone. And so, as a way of introduction, a way of launching SBC, I want to quickly run through our, we have four key values that we run or we believe our ministries are centred around at SBC. And I'm going to quickly just run through them quickly. Uh, and they are, the first one echoes this idea that uh, we are home for all. There is room for you. 
There is a seat at the table just as you are. We all need a saviour and redemption, a church for the unchurched. And that's really the heart of SBC Yarm is that this is a home for all, a church for the unchurched. We're not about um, church competition. We're not about reaching people that are already reached. We're about reaching those who haven't yet heard the gospel uh, and, and providing a, a safe place, a home for people to come and meet Jesus, encounter the gospel, home for all. The second value is that we are truth seekers, pursuing Jesus wherever he takes us. God reveals his truth through the Bible and we actively embrace his wisdom on all matters of life. We believe that God's word is our compass and that everything that is written is true. The third value is this, that we are praying people, believing for the impossible. And that's part of why we've launched FBC Yaron, believing for the impossible. Prayer causes things to happen that wouldn't happen if we didn't pray. The Spirit of God works through us and speaks to us in a supernatural way. But nothing happens without prayer. Nothing of God happens without his involvement. And we pray and we believe that God can do the impossible. And then the fourth one is this, that we are ready as we are and we grow as we go. God uses ordinary people to achieve extraordinary things and we are changing to become more like Jesus. And so I hope um, and pray that you might embrace these values here at SBC. Um, even as we begin, these might be the foundation of, of the culture that we set here in Yarram. Home for all, truth seekers, praying people, ready as we are. And so what today is about is about an introduction to that, but also a reminder that there is a fresh start in Jesus. There is a fresh start in Jesus. And if there was ever a message that we needed to hear... It's this, that there is a fresh start in Jesus. He offers new life. I want to read verse 28 of Joel chapter 2 again. It says this, After this, I'll pour my spirit on all humanity. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your old men will have dreams, and your young men will see visions. You know, when Joel wrote this, um, this prophecy, and if you read the whole book of Joel, when Joel wrote that, you could imagine being the hearers or the original readers of that book. And thinking, what is this guy on about? What does he mean the Spirit of God is going to be poured out on all humanity, on all people? I mean, he only speaks to prophets. He only speaks to, you know, a handful of people in a, in a weird sort of way. What does he mean the Spirit is going to be poured out on all people? Sons and daughters, slaves, all humanity. And of course, we know that as time went on and you read through the New Testament, you come to a book in Acts... And this prophecy is fulfilled. But we are living in the fulfilment of this prophecy that Joel made. And if you would have gone back to Joel's time and said, you know what, in 2,000 years there's going to be people in Yarram, people in Sale that are filled with the Spirit of God and are hearing God's voice and are being used by God, they would have gone, never heard of the place, one. But also, that can't happen. That won't happen. We've never seen it before. We've never seen it before. And I love that when we read through the Bible, it encourages our faith because we see that prophecies and the things that God's heart are inclined to do come to fruition. God always comes through on his promise. God always comes through on what he says he will do. The promise of a new day, the promise of a revival, that's what we are in the middle of. We're in the middle of this revival that Joel prophesied about. It would have been such a foreign and an outlandish thing for Joel to say and for people to hear about. But today we live in the middle of that outlandish prophecy. 
that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit and we can have access to God. And God wants us to continue to dream and believe for these big things. I want to ask you this morning, can you believe that God might bring about a revival in Gippsland? Could you believe that? Could you believe that God might want to use you as a part of that? That he might want to use your life, your story, your faith, your connections, your friends, your family? It's not about someone else doing it. It's about us doing it. It's about us leaning, God, include me in your story. Give me the faith. Help me to believe that I could be a part of this. Why not? Why couldn't this happen? Why couldn't it happen? And your dream, my dream for God to move in our own hearts and throughout Gippsland might be big and bold, but it's nothing compared to God's dream. It's nothing compared to God's heart. And it's entirely possible through the God of miracles that we serve. And so maybe for you this morning you think, I don't, I don't believe it because I haven't experienced God before myself. I've never heard God speak. I've never experienced his love or his grace before. Maybe I did once long, long ago, but it's been so long that I, don't, I can't remember it and so I don't think I believe it anymore. Or maybe you think to yourself, I haven't been living the way God wants me to live, so God's not going to use me. He's not going to include me in his story because I'm not the sort of person that he would include. God's only after those that are really faithful, that pray a lot, that read their Bibles a lot, that go to church every week. And I haven't been living like that, so I don't think I could be involved in that sort of miracle. Well, today there's a promise for you. I want to read this passage again. And this is for you, this promise. After this, I'll pour out my spirit on all humanity. Then your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will have dreams and your young men will see visions. I will even pour out my spirit on the male and female slaves in those days. I will display wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood, fire and columns of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. And then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But there will be an escape for those on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, as the Lord promised, among the survivors the Lord calls. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You are included in this promise. You have the ability and the option to call out on the name of the Lord, no matter where you find yourself. Romans 10 verse 13 echoes this idea. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so as we celebrate with a new campus, a new launch of SBC Yarram today, let it remind you of the new life that God offers you. That God is about doing a new thing. He's about bringing about new life. Wherever you find yourself today, whatever your past, whatever this week has involved, the truth is we all need a new life. And that's the one that God offers. We have all sinned. We all fall short of God's standard and of his glory. And we can't live our way into right relationship with him. We can't force our way in. We can't live up to a certain standard. We can't do enough good deeds. We can't give enough money. We can't pray enough prayers. Only God can make us right with him through Jesus. And so God sends Jesus to take our place. He created us for a relationship with him. 
and sin, our, our wrongdoings, break that relationship and cause a divide. The payment for that divide, the payment for that sin, the payment for the wrong things that we do is a death. It's an eternal separation from God. So Jesus comes and dies in our place and he lives a perfect life and then he is put on a cross and punished in our place. And that's what Easter, the Easter story is all about. In John 3.16 it says, For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So the good news of the gospel, the good news that we want to bring every week, not just to Yarn, but through all of Gippsland, through everyone who hears these messages online, is that your sin is forgiven. There is a way for you to be made right with God. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. God gives us the option to accept this forgiveness, to call on his name and to be saved. And you being saved has nothing to do with you doing something for God, but everything to do with him doing something for you. And that something is Jesus in your place. And so whether you've known this forgiveness before or not, let today be a reminder that there is a fresh start for you. No matter what season of life you find yourself in, no matter how many bad things or bad decisions you might have made, today is a reminder that there is a fresh start in Jesus for you. And not just for you, for people that you know for your friends and for your family. And that God wants to include you and in bring in that good news to everybody. And so this morning, I want to give you an opportunity to, to receive that forgiveness. Or perhaps to be praying for someone who you know needs to receive that forgiveness. Particularly here in Yarra, maybe you know someone who's once walked with Jesus but doesn't anymore. Or has walked away for a number of different reasons. And maybe this can be a part of you, you remembering that God brings a fresh start, that God is the God of miracles. He can do what seems impossible for us and he can do impossible things. We can pray, we can believe the impossible. Or maybe back home at sale, you can think of people that you know, to think of family and friends that maybe have once walked with Jesus and walked away. Or people that you think, they have never known the love of Jesus. And you've tried once and it failed, or maybe you've tried twice and it failed to share the good news. Let today be a reminder that there is a fresh start. There is always hope. There is always the ability. There is always God at work, pouring out his spirit on all of us to be his ambassadors, to be his people. And so I want us to, to stand and pray together one more time. I know we've sat and sit down a lot this morning. <laughs> sat and stood so let's stand if you're in sale stand up as well and maybe you want to receive this prayer for yourself this morning or maybe you want to be praying on someone else's behalf whatever the case is you can bring it before God you have the ability to pray while I'm praying you can tune out to my voice and pray your own prayer God has enough ears to hear us all so Lord Jesus, we come before you again this morning. And God, for those of us in the room online, God, who hear this message of a fresh start, I think that's for me today. God, we offer our hearts in a fresh posture of surrender and say, God, 
Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for the new life in Jesus. Thank you that you have made us right with you. And God, we choose to take that fresh start. We choose to take the, the gift of grace that you've given to us. And Lord Jesus, for those of uh, friends and family that we know that have walked away or have never known your goodness, God, we lift them before you once again. And, and God, we pray that you would fill us with the faith of a child. Help us to lean in and say, God, tell me the story of the good news again. Use me in bringing about that good news to my friends and family. And God, would you soften the hearts of those so that they might receive the good news of the gospel. Lord Jesus, you are a miracle-working God. You do impossible things. And God, we pray that you might remind us of those impossible things this week. That you might remind us of our own story, of other stories. And Holy Spirit, you might fill us again to be your people, to be your hands and to your feet, to be your voice, your mouthpiece. Lord Jesus, we offer ourselves, we offer this, this church, us as a family, we come before you together and we say, use us however you can. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thanks, Sale, for um, joining us. Stick around for tea and coffee in the hall. Uh, we are for those of us in Yarram, we are going to head out and have a barbecue. If you're sticking around, you want some some food, feel free. Uh, but thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back here in Yarram in two weeks' time. We'll be back in sale next week. We'll be online every week as well. Have a great week. See you soon.